Simple Suttas, a podcast on original Buddhism. Visit us at simplesuttas.wordpress.com. Wisdom 1. You should take time to be alone. If you spend time alone, you will come to understand this is suffering. This is the cause of suffering. This is the end of suffering. And this is the way to end suffering. You should take time to be alone. If you spend time alone, you will come to understand the world as it is. Take on this understanding. This is suffering. This is the cause of suffering. This is the end of suffering. This is the way to end suffering. Samyutta Nikaya 56.2 There are two teachings that lead to wisdom, tranquility and insight. By cultivating tranquility, the mind is purified. And by purifying the mind, one is freed from desire. By cultivating insight, wisdom is developed. And by developing wisdom, one is free from ignorance. Polluted by desire, the mind is not purified. Polluted by ignorance, wisdom is not developed. But with the fading of desire, there is liberation of mind. With the fading of ignorance, there is liberation of wisdom. Anguttara Nikaya 2.32 A liberated person sees, but does not then think, I am the one who sees, or this body is my true self, or even what I don't see is my true self. The same with hearing, smelling, tasting, and touching. Likewise, a liberated person thinks thoughts, but does not think, I am the thinker, or my thoughts are my true self. The Buddha has this stability. He does not grasp onto things he sees or hears as ultimately true or false. Anguttara Nikaya 4.24 It is good to intellectually understand the Dhamma, but that is only one part of the holy life. To flower into insight and freedom of the heart, understanding must be supported by leading an ethical life, learning, discussion, deep meditation, and clear seeing. Anguttara Nikaya 5.25 It is good to listen to Dhamma. When you listen to Dhamma, you hear new ideas, encounter explanations of things you've heard before, clear up confusion, cultivate helpful views, and inspire peace of mind. Anguttara Nikaya 5.202 Gold ore has obvious impurities, clumps of sand, gravel, and dirt, to clear them away, one must place the ore in a tub and wash it again and again until you have washed away all the dirt and rocks. But there still remains sand and grit. Again, one washes the ore until the sand and grit are gone. Even then, there is still fine sand and dust. Again and again, he washes the ore until it is clean of visible gunk. All that remains is gold dust but there are still impurities not visible. The goldsmith then puts the gold dust in the crucible to melt it. Whenever impurities bubble up, he blows them away. Over and over, he blows away this dross until it is malleable and glowing. Before he has blown away all the dross, it is still brittle and hard to work. But when the impurities have been blown off, the gold is ready to make into a belt, earring, necklace, or chain. In the same way, a new spiritual seeker starts with obvious problems, mistakes in behavior, speech, or thought. 
They must be constantly conscientious to learn to avoid these kinds of mistakes. When he is free from these obvious impurities, there are more subtle issues like thoughts of desire, thoughts of anger, and thoughts of aggression. Again, one works to abandon this kind of thinking. Again, one looks at even more subtle issues, such as thoughts of social position, thoughts of home, thoughts of reputation. Again, one works to abandon this kind of thinking. All that is left, then, are thoughts about the Dhamma. However, their mind is not yet calm, and their concentration is not yet developed. They have not yet achieved deep meditation. They are only able to concentrate with great effort. But after a time, they achieve all of these things. Their meditation is calm, developed, and deep, and can be sustained with little effort. If they choose, they can turn their mind toward the higher knowledges to see for themselves what is possible. If they choose, they can develop superpowers. One can make copies of themselves using their mind and delete those copies whenever they choose. One can appear and disappear. One can walk through walls or mountains as though through empty space. One can dive into the earth and swim as though it were water. One can walk on the water as though it were dry land. Sitting cross-legged, one flies through the air like a bird. They can touch the moon and sun with their hand. They can travel to the Brahma heavens. One could develop the divine ear. With this power, you can hear any sound on earth or in heaven, no matter how far away. One could develop the ability to read others' minds. They know when someone's mind is full of desire, anger, or delusion. They know when someone's mind is constricted or scattered. They know when someone's mind is small or large, developed or undeveloped, concentrated or unconcentrated, liberated or enslaved. They can see this directly for themselves. One could remember all their past lives, thousands upon thousands of past lives. They remember their name, family, appearance, and livelihood. They remember their pleasures and pains. They remember their own death and rebirth. One can also remember the past lives of other people. They see directly how they are reborn according to their past actions, powerful or weak, beautiful or ugly, lucky or unfortunate. They see that people who behaved unethically in body, speech, or mind, insulting wise people, having wrong views of the world, and acting accordingly, are reborn in a terrible situation, even into hell. But people who act ethically in body, speech, and mind, don't insult wise people, have right views, and act accordingly, are reborn in a good situation, even heaven. This is the divine eye. Or, one could even end all the corruptions of body and mind and be free and liberated right here and now. Anguttara Nikaya 3, 102.